It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coog's house. Okay, remember that super deluxe secret, crazy secret, top secret scrimmage they had a couple days ago? Yeah, the hoop scrimmage? Well, what have we found out? All the secrets. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast all about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach Parker Angel, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater came to stop by, please be sure to hit subscribe and download the podcast each day for the latest on the Cougs all year long. If you're subscribed, our show should pop up in your feed each day, so you make sure to make Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. And today, we're going to look at, uh, kind of slowly continue to build this preview of what we hope to be a big hoop season by bringing in Andy Anez. Now, Andy, you do a bunch of different publications and stuff, run a bunch of different shows. You cover a bunch of different Houston sports. So introduce yourself to the crowd. What, what, how would you describe what you do? I mean, man, I appreciate that intro. That's that's pretty awesome. And and I actually just finished doing another show. It's called Folks Talking Sports, where it streams on the Houston Rumble Review YouTube channel, where it's, it's kind of like our, it's not like a, it's just a sports talk show where we just discuss a lot of different things. This one focused on Big 12. But yeah, I mean, so um, right now we're recording this on a Sunday evening. The Astros game got delayed. I'm waiting to cover game four. Um, for Houston Sports Map, I write, I cover Houston men's basketball and football for Gallery Sports, which is Mattress Mac thing that came out of out of thin air in, in August. Um, and honestly, I do a little bit of everything, just trying to really just get my name out there and get that experience. Um, that's my goal right now. And then uh, the big thing here, it's with Pod Slime Jam. So I'm also a fellow podcaster covering. Uh, we focus specifically on Houston football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. And we just launched our YouTube channel. So we're trying to get to that. Uh, I, I guess I created my own marketing pitch about it. We're, we're on the road to a thousand subs and we're trying to get there and trying to build that way there. But yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Just try again, just trying to get my name out there and just get my foot in the door. Well, and so listener, if you're looking for YouTube stuff on University of Houston, I feel like until recently it's fairly sparse and the Pod Sam and Jeremy crew is doing a great job. So make sure you check them out. I got to ask though, I didn't realize Gallery Sports is a match and match thing. That mean you're banking on these big bets rolling through? I didn't, I didn't realize you had that much money on. The- <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, actually, yeah, he's the one, uh, and it's funny because you know gallery, uh, it's called gallery sports, so he just literally took it off his gallery furniture thing. Um, so I think I might, uh, and I, yeah, I probably shouldn't even put this on the record, but maybe it's a good thing for all of us involved if the Astros win the World Series. So I'll just put that there, but no, I haven't. I do not see any of of Max Betts money, uh, but you know what? I don't, you know, he's he's got money in terms of funding but yeah i guess I, i'm kind of he's kind of my boss so so only good things about mattress mag no i love mattress mag i just think this i did not realize that that was the connect although gallery sport that that makes sense yeah. now that you've said that I think, um i think gallery furniture is the only like sponsor like the the company like the only company they advertise which i mean again like that's a money move right there to be able to create your own sports thing and only have your company uh be the main sponsor definitely definitely um andy we're here to talk about what was a super secret top secret no one talks about at scrimmage because <laughs> it's between two teams that everyone has talked about especially you and i obviously the texas longhorns are ranked in the top 15 in the country in the ap poll and then our houston cougars are top three in the top in the ap poll and mm-hmm. they scrimmage on saturday in san antonio which i find a little odd because that's not in between or really close to, anyway they scrimmage san antonio 
And it sounds like it was really, really like intense. Uh, we'll get into more specifics in a moment, but can you talk to us like, or Melissa and I, who, what happened in the scrimmage? How did we get to San Antonio? If you know that, or, or how did the scrimmage get laid out? What was the kind of the setup? How, what, what, what happened there? Yeah, I'll start with the setup portion of it. So, um, just the way it was structured. So it was Houston and Texas, and it, it kind of goes back to the relationship that Calvin Sampson and Chris Beard have, because I know they did a couple of scrimmages going back to when Chris Beard was in Texas Tech. So that, that relationship was was key um, for those programs to be able to meet. But the structure specifically on what happened on Saturday, from what I was told, and this was a source that was has knowledge of the situation, uh, multiple sources that had knowledge of the situation. So the way it was broken down was um, two 20-minute half periods, which is similar to what you'll see from a, a regular season college basketball game, according to one of the sources. They even had like an intermission in between where they went to the locker rooms um, and kind of had that feel. Essentially, it's kind of like a, a preseason game without, you know, actually having all the cameras in there in the gym. Um, it's one of the reasons why a lot of these programs like to do that um, in terms of hosting these scrimmages. And then they also had one 10 minute period where it was much more for the underclassmen for even some of the walk-ons is what I was told. Um, but it was just a good opportunity and something that Calvin Sampson talked about uh, in particular. So uh, whenever they had the red and white scrimmage, uh, the inner team scrimmage after Tita Center that was open to the public, uh, Calvin Sampson spoke to reporters after that. And he was asked about you know, how important it is to have scrimmage against other opponents, um, because at this point, I, I believe they're entering into their fourth week of their training camp, which, you know, as, as competitive as those practices are, you know, I, it, it gets to a point where you, when you continue to keep seeing and playing against your teammates, you know, you get to a point where you know what they're trying to run on defense, what they're trying to do offensively. So it's obviously before you kind of do it for real um, in the regular season, it's very good to be able to have that um, kind of taste of it from being able to see another opponent. So that was really much more of the focus. Um, something along the lines that Kelvin said, and it's not a direct quote, but I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, it's a good point for this team to be exposed and the sooner that they can be exposed to better just in terms of being able to see what, what they excel at, what might be some weaknesses. And that's much more the purpose of these scrimmages. And I know from the Houston Cougars fan base, when, when you hear that it's Houston versus Texas, Houston fan, the Houston fans are going to be like, Oh, who won? Did the Cougars win? Uh, and just kind of have that bragging rights. Uh, they, they don't really keep score there. They, they kept score, but it, that's not, that doesn't really matter. The, the, purpose of it is to be able to get better and work on a whole bunch of different things and, and build for the regular season. That's much more of the focuses of these scrimmages. Well, and it's the guy that you mentioned, like keeping score, but that is, they're not going to like change your game plan early in the second half just to like win this game. If you're trying to work yeah. on something, you're trying to work on something. I think Samson's really, from what, what I've heard, and you've heard him talk a lot more than I have, you've gotten quotes at him, that kind of thing. But it seems like he seems super focused inwards on the Cougars, right? It's all about, yeah. What can the Cougars do? How can the Cougars get better? If we win the scrimmage, fine. But what what can we do to get better? Um, I have to say, and this is more of your analysis than your reporting. What do you think about playing, you know, maybe the next best team in the state of Texas, a, a Big 12 team? Obviously, we're not going to be in the Big 12 at the same time, I guess. But, like, that's a big, big opponent to just, like, go scrimmage for, you know, for fun <laughs> in mid-October. Yeah. Yeah, I think going back to what I said at the beginning, a lot of it has to do with the relationship that Calvin Sampson and Chris Beard have on a personal level, be able to um, have that connection to be able to, to meet in scrimmage. I know you mentioned about San Antonio, um, which is a little bit odd since obviously UT's in, in Austin and Houston's here. They might just have picked a neutral site to um, 
avoid. I don't know if they, they didn't want to go to Austin or Houston and avoid just having people to sneak in and, and observe it or, or stuff like that. So I'm not entirely sure behind the reasoning for San Antonio. But I think in particular, when it comes to, like you said, uh, a program like Austin or not Austin, like Texas um, and what they are ranked highly in the Associated Press poll um, and Again, since it's a not-so-secret scrimmage, and this is something that Jeff Goodman of Watch Stadium reported about two weeks ago, it's going to be Texas, who they scrimmaged yesterday, yesterday and then um, Duke, who they're scheduled, they're set to scrimmage a week from, or it was a week from yesterday, so on October 29th, um, which are two very, very high-caliber programs and from a landscape of where they are in the Associated Press poll. Um, and I think it's just a testament to even just going back to where Houston is ranked in the AP poll, um, the commitment, the testament to what Calvin Samson has been able to build in Houston, that you see these programs, like you mentioned, these are the cream of the crop when it comes to college basketball. And they want to scrimmage with Houston because they know that that's going to make their programs better just as much as those programs are going to make Houston better. So it's certainly a testament to what Houston and Calvin Samson have been able to build here. Well, I guess that makes sense, right? You think about like having a scrimmage somewhere different, somewhere farther away, closed doors, make it a little safer and more open. And, and speaking of safer, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in ranks, teams rise and fall in ranks. When it comes to saving money, Simply Safe is always on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security system of 2022 by US News. I use it, I love it. You'll love it too because Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Now, folks that know me and listen to the show have heard me say several times I am a big sneaker person. And one time with my car parked outside my apartment, outside the garage of my apartment, I should say, my car got broken into. I had a gym bag full of sneakers in the back, some to play in, some to wear, those kind of things. Anyway, they got all stolen. And when the cops came the next day, we had a talk and basically I said, you know, without any idea of when it happened, how it happened, the car that drove up, car that drove away, those kinds of things. There's nothing they could do. If I'd have had Simply Safe at that time, there would have been cameras outside my apartment looking at my garage door, and they'd have been a lot they'd have had a lot more information and been able to help me out, but instead they couldn't. Now, with Simply Safe, we have 24-7 professional monitoring with a threat uh, when a threat's detected, Simply Safe monitoring professionals promptly contact us and dispatch first responders if we need to. 24-7 monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. That's half the cost of ADT's traditional professionals installed plans. Simply Safe blankets are housed with protection with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door, including garage door cameras. HD security cameras both inside and outside our home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert us when a threat is real. Even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, other threats to our home. Our home is protected by monitoring experts that use proprietary response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so we get the highest priority dispatch. Don't miss the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. Customize the perfect system for your home. It takes just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Well, so Duke is ranked very high. I, I'm still learning about post-Coach K Duke, but and looking at a Coach yeah. Beard program and a Coach Sampson program, both teams seem to be like very defensive-minded, 
both coaches yeah. are very defensive minded. It's intensity on defense. It's not necessarily like beat you over there with defensive scheme as much as it's like the intensity from the coach bleeds into what they're doing. Um, not that you need to give away sources. Were so- did you hear anything about the intensity from that standpoint, or was it was that kind of the second? They're like not as well talked about. No, yeah. When it comes to the aspect, um, Texas is going to be a really, really good program. From what I was told, they they matched up really, really well with Houston. They gave Houston fits in particular. And again, I don't know if you're doing a video version, but I put quotes in the half just because of again, it's not it's not a game. It's a scrimmage. Just much more specific focuses that both programs are working on. But the intensity was high, especially in that first period. What I was told is. Um, both teams were kind of struggled to score offensively. It was a low-scoring first period, but the defensive intensity was there. There was a couple of things. I think the biggest issue for Houston, and I was told, it, it was the foul trouble, which is funny enough because uh, going back to, to a previous episode that gave you a shout-out off-air um, with the coaches clinic, I remember that one of the things that Calvin Sampson said during that clinic is he prefers to have his team be more physical, that they commit too many fouls because uh, he said they can't call all the fouls <laughs> on you, which is <laughs> so that's such a classic thing for Calvin Sampson to say. So it makes sense in that aspect. So I think that was probably the, the biggest um, thing that they said was probably the weak point for Houston. Um, and the way I phrase it, I can't remember if it was in the article or in the YouTube video that I posted about it. I called it a tell to have was what I was told. And the reason for that is that in the second half, Houston was able to to create some separation and start making more shots, but really the foul troubles, but really help Texas um, stay within reach. And again, I hate to phrase it that way because we kind of describe it like the traditional game and um, it wasn't necessarily like that again, like I said a few times. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is that um, everyone, because we want these teams to play each other, we want to make it a game because we want it to be a thing we can go win. Right. Uh, The truth is, is that these teams might not play until late March. These are the kind of, this is the kind of a game that would happen theoretically in late March. Um, And that's, that's exciting in and of itself, right. To be in that position. I have to ask, you mentioned your sources, your insight here, pointing out some, people that stood out right uh the only thing mm-hmm. on twitter and and you know from like a big account would be jeff goodman sent out that you know best players per his source were on texas uh kids named tyrese hunter and Serge jabari rice and then houston's marcus sasser and jarris walker i mm-hmm. i almost feel like i could have told you that without watching the <laughs> scrimmage <laughs> yeah. so um did you hear anything more specific anything more detailed what did you hear about the way the players performed yeah, no, surprise, surprise, Marcus Sasser and Jarvis Walker were, were the two players that stood out for Houston. No, yeah, I agree. Um, the sources that, that I spoke with kind of said similar things along the, uh, those lines. In particular, when it came to Marcus Sasser, one of them phrased it, and I, I'm not directly quoting this person, but I phrased it where uh, the way they put it was that Marcus Sasser was clearly the best guard on the floor is what they put it as, which, I mean, that's, if you're a Houston fan, that's what you want to hear. And obviously uh, the position in Marcus Sasser when it was in, he could very easily have kept his name in the NBA draft this past summer. Um, he, and he'd be playing professionally um, for some NBA team in their system, um, if not you know, out, outright drafted, but he chose to come back to Houston. So that that's obviously something you want to hear from the Houston perspective. I think Jarris Walker and something that going back again to that Saturday, what Calvin said, the biggest thing when it comes to these scrimmages and not just Jarris Walker specifically, but much more for the freshmen, it's a good opportunity for them to, again, kind of, um, for lack of a better phrase, be exposed and kind of get thrown in the fire without the high stakes as much once the regular season comes around. Because again, like you mentioned, Texas is going to be one of those 
top programs in all of college basketball and they already are heading into the preseason or heading into the season in the preseason um so to hear that he had one of the standout performances the other player um that wasn't those two that i also mentioned was tremont mark or that what i was told was tremont mark who um again someone similar to the red and white scrimmage that um we got to saw with our own my balls, just what he looked much more comfortable offensively, um, which is a good stretch, obviously, after he had to deal with that shoulder injury last season, had to come back with that. And he had a couple of offensive struggles um, just last season. And it looks like that injury is in the rearview mirror and that he's been able to be more um, focused offensively and, and be much more comfortable in that role is certainly a, a great thing that you want to hear of you from a Houston perspective. The other player that I will mention that I was told was Jamal Shedd, who didn't necessarily shoot the ball well against Texas, but he did an excellent job being a facilitator and been really leading the Houston offense and, and being that point guard facilitator and setting up his teammates, which is, again, is what you want to hear. And especially um, coming into the season, from the starting lineup perspective, they have a lot of like those are the, the four players. I know Jeff Walker is not a veteran, but just his talent, skill level by himself and all that puts you in a position where you're comfortable. Um, him being a part of you know your top four, top five best players on the team heading into the season, certainly from a fan perspective. And then Marcus Sasser, Tremont Mark, and, and uh, Jamal Shedd, those are the three players. They're veterans. They've been around the program for a few seasons. So Marcus Sasser has been here. Um, this is going to be his third or fourth season. I forget when. I think his freshman year was 2019-20. Um, which again, so he's been around, they all know the Houston culture. They know what Samson expects. So it's good to see that they're kind of like the ones that are sticking out early on, according to, to what people have told me. Well, and it's glad it's good to hear Marcus back healthy. Um, I, I was super impressed by Shed's command of the pace of the game in the red and white scrimmage. So that, that totally mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, I, I'm encouraged by what I hear out of Jairus Walker because in the red and white scrimmage, I thought athletically he looked like the best athlete on the floor. But he looked like he was like a little jittery or like it, it, his jump shot was a little off. He missed mm-hmm. he missed one with his left hand in the lane. Like in that red and white scrimmage, I was like, oh, man, it's like like the first time in front of everybody. Is it not so? And then like to hear that he had a big performance against Texas, I was thinking people aren't there to watch. But that's high-level yeah. competition to play against. Like that would be really impressive. Um, did you hear any specifics on that, or is it just kind of bland? Like, no, he was impressive. Yeah, it, it was not. Um, they didn't give me like no specifics in terms of oh, he did or he scored this many points or he was really good on this stretch. Um, just in terms of overall, um, it was players that stood out. They said Jarris Walker, um, Marcus Sasser, Tremont Mark offensively. So that, not, not much more to add in terms of specifics of of the scrimmage itself. The other thing I want to look, I want to ask about is um, in. In these scrimmages, you know, everyone's going to dictate it. Everyone had like two halves and then a like mm-hmm. freshman or underclassman and walk on mm-hmm. bit at the end. Um, Chris Beard, if you look at like trying to figure out stuff about this, I was looking at Texas basketball Twitter and mm-hmm. they really like some of their freshmen. I would mm-hmm. argue Houston has re- we have reason to really like our freshmen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, did you hear any specifics about the underclassmen walk on bit or I mean, I, obviously, Jarris Walker is playing with the older guys. Um like did Terrence Arsenal and the younger classmen, did, did anything, anybody, did you hear anything about that? Or was that just kind of like a, Oh, and we also did this thing. Yeah. Um, not, not too many specifics about that one period per se, other than the Texas underclassmen. Um, again, they kind of 
had more success against Houston underclassmen now uh, for one way to put it. Um, I think in particular, what I was told was that the underclassmen kind of struggled a bit when it came to um, having breakdowns a lot is what I was told. But again, not not much more specifics other than if we're looking at that period specifically, Texas was a team that, that again, quotes came out victorious after that period, but nothing too much to add after that. Yeah, it's always interesting to look at freshmen because it kind of is like their first time on the job, the first time we can see them on the job. And speaking of jobs, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, I don't know that you would see like a Jairus Walker walking your door every day, but if you do, you need to make sure you hire them. You make sure you find the way to get that kind of guy to your office every day. Once you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, you can spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small business ranks LinkedIn Jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. If you were to guess, and obviously you'll be reporting on this all week long leading up to the scrimmage with Duke next weekend, um, what would you think Samson is like based on what you've heard and based on how well you seem to know Samson or what, how much you understand his philosophy and because you've been covering the team for so long. What would you guess they're working on this week heading into Duke? Is it more mm. of defensive focus? Is it like, you know, you know, shed, you did a great job driving and kicking. We got to, you know, finish more late. Like what, what kinds of things do you think, or is it just kind of, kind of keep on keeping on? Like, what do you think is going to happen with them this week? No, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, hmm. I think per se, from just based off alone, since it seems like they had a lot of foul trouble, um, which again is something that we've we've heard Samson say <laughs> it that he prefers it that way. But it may be much more focused on specifically on the defensive side, which is surprise, surprise. It's probably much more on not having as many breakdowns and and being much more consistent on probably responsibilities, you know, when one player or when one team does a certain thing on offense, um, how to react of it defensively is what I would say. But that, that would probably be my guess in terms of what they focus on. I'm sure there were probably much more specifics that I was even told that they probably saw. Um, again, I hate to use this word, but I can't think of a better one. And just like exposure stuff that they might have struggled in that they want to focus in. And I mean, it might be a situational stuff, too, where they want to get put in positions. You know, how would they handle certain situations once the season rolls around? Because that's something that Kelvin Sampson has um, reiterated, not only throughout 
this training camp, just in general over the years, you know, at this point in the season in October, they practice just about anything that could possibly happen when the season rolls around, all the different scenarios, all the different things that, you know, when you're in this situation, how do you react to it? And the way Kelvin Sampson likes to phrase it, the way he said it in the past, it's just, you know, they like to practice anything possible. So when the game comes around and they are in, this, in that situation and the players are never seeing it for the first time and they have, you know, some experience that they can lean back on, okay, this is how we handle this in practice. This is what we're supposed to do. So just based off what I was told, it would probably be much more of a defensive focus on how they can clean stuff up. And again, since this is probably the first time that they've seen a different offense, it's going to be certainly a, an opportunity for them to be able to see, okay, this is how, you know, this was one area we really struggled in when it came to defending Texas. Um, this is how we can clean this up. This is what we need to do. That's That would be my best guess heading into the scheduled scrimmage against Duke next week. And this would probably be too secretive for a source to tell you or for you to tell us if the source did tell you, you know, at the end of the red and white scrimmage, uh, you know, Roberts, Juwan Roberts fell down and kind of like got up gingerly. Did mm -hmm. you hear about if he played? Did you hear about anyone else that fell down and got up gingerly? Or is that too much secretive? Is that too secret for anyone to know? Uh, according to the source, he played. He played, oh. so he should be good. So he should be good. Yeah, that was a nasty spill. And from my vantage point uh, during that red and white scrimmage, it looked like, from my vantage point, it looked like he landed on his back, but it might have been a hit because he was holding his hip when he went to the to the bench. So it, it was certainly a hard hit, but it looks like, I mean, even during the practice after that, it, it looked like he was going through the practice. He was doing a shoot around. So it doesn't seem like that's that's a long-term thing, which is a good thing for Houston because um, – especially where he is in the program, it's going to be you know, a lot more of a, a key contributor for Houston once the season rolls around. Well, and we're hoping for big – I mean, he's a traditional big man in a way that if yeah. he's on the floor with Jarris Walker, with some of the other links at the wing spots, like all of a sudden they're a whole different type of team. Yeah. Last question on the scrimmage is, have you done any looking ahead to Duke or is it not worth looking into? Uh, well, what do you mean by looking ahead? Like, <laughs> like, to... like into the scrimmage, right? Is there any way to get any heads up on that? Are you just going to trust your sources afterwards? Have you heard anything about Duke basketball? Yeah, I'm going to hope that I didn't burn any bridges. <laughs> 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 um, no, but all, all kidding aside, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the thing about these not so secret things because, you know, a lot. And I get it. I understand it because from a, from a coach's perspective, you know, again, going back to the purpose for these is to get better and, and obviously we're kind of much more from a fan media perspective. We, we hear the matchup. Oh, they're going against Duke. They're going against Texas. This is something we want to watch. This is marquee. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, it's a scrimmage. So the coaches don't want, don't want, you know, I know there's been some times when, and not with Houston specifically, but scrimmages at other programs where box scores get leaked and like, oh, this program defeated this program by this much. And, you know, the fans are going to take that and run away with it. I do, I do have some info on, where that Houston Duke scrimmage is going, supposed to be, um, but I haven't been able to to confirm that, so I don't I don't want to say that. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry in my in my locked on Cougars debut. I'm sorry I'm gonna have to leave you guys hanging in that. But um, no, it's I mean, okay. It's we don't want to get you. We don't want to get you in trouble. And and we I mean we may talk off air, but I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that's that's great, Andy. You do a lot of coverage across the city of Houston. Remind everyone again one more time, where can they find you, your work, uh, what's coming next, all those kinds of things. Yes, sir. So on Twitter, they can find me on, on 
it's going to sound redundant. They can find me on Twitter at Ayanez underscore five. That's A-Y-A-N-E-Z underscore five. I haven't done my Twitter plug in a while. It's a good thing that I still remember it. The main thing is the Pod Slam and Jamma YouTube channel that we're focusing on right now. Last time I checked, we were at um, 382, I think, subscribers. And we just launched last September. We launched like September 5, I think, which, I mean, that's pretty good right there, just in the pace. And we're on the road to 1,000, like I said. I'm trying to market it as your one. I even came up with a slogan for it, your one-stop shop for Houston Cougars football, men's basketball, and women's basketball, because we have so much availability coverage that fans love. And they um, really, that's the content they love to digest, just being able to hear. I mean, it was interesting. And Sorry, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. But heading into the football season, they implemented a new media policy rule where for football specifically, they kind of limited what we can share when it comes to football availabilities um so like four minutes per availability which uh that that that's a story for a different day but yeah that that um, that, that, that cramps your style a little bit <laughs> yeah so it really limits us in that sense aspect but you know we're still flexible and some of it obviously has to do with just with their tv or their contract negotiations because i know dana Holmgren's availability is also on espn plus and then they do their player and, and doug buck availability on zoom so that's their property i understand that aspect of it um but you know like we mentioned we also do let's reach coups which Again, something about uh, my own tagline is the unofficial postgame show of UH football and men's basketball. So we do it after every football show and we're going to do it once the men's basketball season rolls around. So the way I obviously for the Astros, for the Rockets, for the Texans, they all have their postgame radio shows or stuff, you know, where people can go and they can hear from the head coach. They can have a forum where fans can call in and and, you know, react to what happened during their games. That's what Let's Rage Coops is supposed to be. So if we are anyone listening out there and you're interested in advertising, be sure to reach out. Let's Rage Coops at gmail.com. But yeah, man, keeping busy trying to really just create a platform and, and just get 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 exposure, get names out there. And we are recording on Sunday night, so I need to let Andy go cover the Astros because you don't stop. <laughs> but thank yeah, you for stopping to, by. <laughs> yeah, I need to make sure that the oh the game is like yeah, I need to go cover that because it looks like they, <laughs> the rain delay is over. So yeah. All right, I'll let you go cover that. But thank you again for stopping by, Andy, and go Cougs. For sure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you again to Andy on for stopping by and talking hoops. I'm sure we'll be checking in with Andy throughout the hoop season just to have someone else talk Cougs hoops with everything from me and my personal stuff on twitter you can find me at painsworth 512 that's on twitter instagram and all social media services i have a feeling that that will be the primary place you can see andy and i argue about basketball throughout the season obviously we hope to have him on a number of different times he enjoys basketball enjoys the kooks enjoys what he's, and knows what he's talking about but if you want to see us argue again that's at painsworth 512 p-a-i-n-s-w-o-r-t-h 512 on twitter and instagram I'll also be posting all links to the show every day, multiple times a day on there as well. If you're listening to the show, make sure you hit download and subscribe to make us your first listen each and every single day. You can do that by downloading, subscribing, using a five-star review. And if you're looking for a second listen of the day, let me recommend Locked on Astros as they document the Astros postseason on through what we hope to be another World Series run. That's Locked on Astros for your second listen of the day. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Download and go Cougs. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.